Society, welcome back to the Sassy and Saved podcast, where kingdom meets culture. Tackling real topics and real issues from the kingdom perspective. If this is your first time, welcome to the society. You can keep up with us on Instagram at sassyandsaved.co. And before you head out, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. So y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's been like three weeks. Like I, oh, I was about to apologize. I was about to apologize for not making a podcast for three weeks, but I'm not going to because I'm not sorry. Um, that's actually the topic of today's podcast. So it's a great thing. Um, yes, I haven't released a podcast in three weeks in a new season. In a new season. And what? How you gonna take me to court, Lewis? With what address, Lewis? <laughs> um, uh, one thing, <laughs> one thing um, that I have implemented for myself, like a personal conviction that I had for this year especially, was to not just be out here talking just to talk. Like, you know, like I, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm forced to conform or forced to produce content just because I'm a content creator. And I think that that could actually be the beauty of being a Christian content creator. Um, You don't just, or you, sorry, you can't just make content on demand like, um, content creators of other genres or in other niches because you're moving with the spirit right and um it it was just a personal conviction of mine and and something that I have decided to do moving forward that I'm just not gonna create content just to create content I'm not gonna be up on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or like forcing myself to post something just because I'm a content creator and I have to do that to stay on brand and to keep followers engaged or or so be it. Like I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm going to speak when it's time to speak. I'm going to speak when I have a real burden about something when I have a real conviction about something, when I've learned something and been released to share or when God gives me a word to speak. But otherwise, I don't want to just be speaking just to speak because it's what content creators or quote unquote influencers do. That's that's not what I want to do. So that's why I haven't been here for three weeks because I haven't had anything to say. Like... <sighs> There's nothing pressing. There's nothing burdening me. There's nothing that God has asked me to say or talk about. I'm just, I'm just out here. So there was nothing for me to um, necessarily come on here and talk about. And so I didn't. I just rested. But um, I think that is something that is very important and not talked about a lot. Like being a Christian content creator and the dynamics of that 
Um, because you really just can't up and do anything or say anything. You really have to be led, especially in the Christian space. Cause you actually represent God, you know? So, um, yeah, that's a personal conviction I have that I, I plan to stand by. And so if I don't post a podcast, that would be the reason why, at least now I'm letting people know. So you will know. That's the reason why I'm not posting a podcast. But anywho, um, it's been a good three weeks on my part. I hope you guys have been good. I hope you guys have been great. I actually do have something to talk about today. Um, something that I'm very eager to talk about. Um, something that I've been convicted on. I'm currently reading First Peter in the Bible, like for my devotions and stuff. So I'm going through the, um, book of first Peter. So how I do my devotion, I don't just kind of like pick a verse and go on. I don't, I don't use verse of the day cause I don't like to go all over the place. Like I like to start in a book, finish the whole book and then move on to another book. That's how I like to read the Bible. And so, um, I was reading James and I was really being blessed by that. And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw me posting little snippets and stuff about it. You know what I love about the Bible? It's like, Every season that you're in or whatever God is teaching you in that time, you'll be, that's, that's the perspective you see the Bible from in that season. Like, does that make sense? Like if God is teaching you about long suffering, any verse you read, you'll be able to see it from the perspective of long suffering versus if God is teaching you about like, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, like maturity, every verse you read, you'll be able to see it from maturity. Like one day you'll be reading I don't know, like, what's a book that's not about maturity? Daniel. And instead of seeing it as um, a man that is, like, in love with God and disciplined and, 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 and just really about that life, like, you're going to see it as, oh, Daniel was, like, spiritually mature to be able to understand that this is and this. If your God is teaching about discipline, you'll be able to see that, oh, like, Daniel was incredibly disciplined to be able to, like, this is and this, like, you know? So... That's one thing I love about the Bible, but, um, I'm reading first Peter right now. Um, so I'm going through and I go through the book of the Bible. Very, I go through the books very slowly. I used to be that person that would try to like really quickly read through the Bible because I felt like I was doing something. And like, if you're taking too long, then you're not spiritual enough, but I really go through slowly because I go line by line. And really try to understand what's being said. And some days I'll be like stuck on a scripture. So I'll be on the same scripture for like four days. And keep getting new revelation from it. Um, but today I was reading um, 1 Peter chapter 2. And actually, well, for the past few days I've been reading 1 Peter chapter 2. But what I got from it um, today was was um from verse 11 to 17 and I'll just read it out to you so that you can um pretty much get what it's about so um that passage of scripture is portion that portion of scripture is titled living godly lives and the bible says my divinely loved friends since you are resident aliens and foreigners in this world I appeal to you to divorce yourself from eat from the evil desires that wage war within you 
live honorable lives as you mix with unbelievers, even though they accuse you of being evildoers, for they will see your beautiful works and have a reason to glorify God in the day he visits. In order to honor the Lord, you must respect and defer to the authority of every human institution, whether it be the highest ruler or the governors he puts in place to punish lawbreakers and to praise those who do what's right. For it is God's will for you to silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing what is right. As God's loving servants, you should live in complete freedom, but never use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Recognize the value of every person and continuously show love to every believer. Live your lives with great reverence and in, and in holy awe of God. Honor your rulers. Amen. God bless the reading of his word. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Um, <clears throat> When I was reading that, like, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you can see the kind of season um, I'm in. It's a season of character refinement because that's what I talk about the most. And that's what I share the most. Um, So as I was reading that, I was just like, wow, like, <sighs> <clears throat> Okay, let me backtrack. So, um, the other day I was thinking about, um, spiritual goals for this year and I did do, and I did create spiritual goals at the beginning of the year in January when I did my vision board and everything. Um, but as I just said, I'm in a season of character refinement and part of that is just striving to be more like Jesus each and every day. And so, um, the other day I was looking at my spiritual goals that I had set in January and I realized that there was a lot of emphasis on, um, purpose stuff and like, um, reading of the Bible and you know, the stuff that you want to do spiritually, reading the Bible cover to cover, fulfilling your purpose, taking steps towards your purpose, yada, yada, yada. But, um, I didn't see anything (laughs) and I'll be honest with you. I didn't see anything about, um, striving to have a character of Christ. And because I'm in such a season of character refinement, I was thinking about it and I, and I actually started to think about like in years past and I actually keep my, um, my new year's resolutions or my goals on my phone. So I was able to go back and see 2019, 2018, 2017 and see, um, how my goals have changed and, um, they have changed. I've been able to mature, I guess, but, um, in all those years, there was never really an emphasis on striving to be like Christ. And the more I thought about it and I went and I talked to my friends and I was thinking like, you know, a lot of times when we say we want to grow spiritually or mature spiritually, or we set spiritual goals or spiritual maturity goals, they hardly ever emphasize having the character of Christ. It's always about like, you know, growing in the knowledge of God, studying the Bible, reading the scriptures, praying more, uh, fulfilling purpose, discovering purpose. And these are all like good things. These are all important things, but I feel like, um, striving to have the character of Christ kind of gets put on the back burner and it's not something that we focus on or even consider as a goal or as a measure of spiritual maturity. And for me, because of the season that I'm in, um, 
that has been at the forefront of my mind like every day. <laughs> I'm actually trying to be like Christ like every day. Like I'm trying to be Christ-like. I'm trying to be godly for real. Not godly just because I know the scriptures or I'm able to exegete the scriptures or explain the scriptures or I could pop on Instagram and give a one-two rev and get, you know, a lot of likes, not, not that type of godly, but like godly for real, like godly in character, the type of godliness that distinguishes you from, from the rest of the world. Like even unbelievers can pick up on and see that, Hey, like something about this person is different just because you move godly, you know? And, um, I was thinking about it the other day, like even with Jesus, like he was meeting new people and people were converting to Christianity because of him, because of what he was saying and because of who he was. And so the majority of his influence may not have been even in what he was saying, but more in who he was, like the type of person that he was. Of course he was healing and of course he was teaching and stuff, but like they were hearing this stuff for the first time. So it couldn't have been the teachings, like it couldn't have been that deep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It couldn't have been that deep that somebody is telling you like, oh, seek first the kingdom or, you know, Jesus was talking in parables anyway. So it was probably mad confusing. So I believe like the majority of his influence came from more who he was than what he was saying. And because who he was matched up with what he was saying, that is what convinced people to follow him. And you can even like dig deeper and look into it in, in terms of like the reason why the Pharisees were hating on Jesus and the reason why people were amazed by Jesus was because they had never seen anybody like him. Like he didn't conform. He wasn't moving like how people were moving at that time. Like he was his own person. He was, he was different. He was just different. And I do believe part of his difference was his character. Like his the and 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 it's actually biblical like it's not even I do believe like the bible literally tells us that he sat with sinners in a time when nobody would do that like the bible literally tells us that he allowed you know unclean people the woman with the issue of blood to come and touch him and 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 he he really like paid attention to the people that were considered lowly in society when nobody else would do that and that shows the character and the heart of the person like you don't he doesn't have to <laughs> he doesn't have to he came for a specific group of people right so he doesn't have to but it shows like the character of Christ the fact that he did not see himself too big to 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 mesh and to meet people at the point of their need as low as they may have been or seen been seen as etc cetera, etc cetera. and and even still even still he still meets us at the point of our of our need we can never arrive or reach the level of Christ and that and so therefore every single time that we go to him he comes down to us because we will never make or meet the standard of who Christ is. So he must therefore come down to level with us. So this is something that he still does, right? And so like these are the type of thoughts that have just been in my mind lately. And um, my personal goal now, I set some new goals, but my personal spiritual goal goal now is to measure my spiritual growth, not simply by 
how many scriptures that I can memorize, not simply by how well I know the scriptures, not simply by how deep my revelation is, but like measuring my spiritual growth by how I am as a person, how I am maturing by how I am striving to walk in and to, um, to walk in and to learn the character of Christ and loving people, loving God, of course, but, um, how I interact with people in the world. And from this like scripture, it, um, it's clear that, you know, what is being said is that we are to live godly lives. Like a godly life is lived by someone who shows honor, who shows respect, who reverences authority, you know, who, who does beautiful works that even unbelievers will see and have a reason to glorify God. Like they can see you and say, wow, this person is different. And because of everything they do, I believe in their God because a regular person will not do it. So they must, their God must be real because the conviction that they have to do what they do shows me that their God is real. Being a loving servant, like we talk about all the time how the Christian community and how Christians in general lack love. Like we're so good at preaching scripture and we're so good at teaching scripture and we're so good at, at judging and, and pointing out and, and we're so good at measuring our maturity and our growth by what we can do spiritually, but we fail at the love portion and that's not godly. Like it's not. It's actually not godly. Like being godly is being like God and being like God is carrying his character. I was talking to my boyfriend, that's right, the other day. Um, and he was saying like, um, where we mess up and he's like spiritual. Thank you, Jesus. Where we mess up is we think that emulating the character of God uh, we think that um, being a son or daughter of God is um, operating in him like him in power gifts, right? So basically he was saying like a Christian thinks when they're being godlike, they are prophesying and healing the sick and doing all these like em and demonstrating the power gifts and most christians believe that when they are able to do those things then they are being godlike then they are more like god then they have reached a level of spiritual maturity but if we take spiritual things aside and we look at like the natural world of a father and son the way you can tell somebody Okay, I'm trying to explain this properly. The way you can tell that two people are members of the same family is because they look alike, right? And so um, there was a picture that was floating around. No, it was a video that was floating around, um, I think like last year, of Tiger Woods' son. So Tiger Woods, the golfer, he, his son also golfs. And his son has his mannerism. So they did like a side-by-side -side comparison of how... Um, Tiger Woods' son looks like him, golfs like him, and even has like his mannerisms, how he stands, how he walks, how he holds his golf club, um, things like that. And um, so what he was saying is like, when you are like, what he was saying is like the, uh, a, a son 
the son of a father has his mannerisms, has his likeness, right? And the likeness is not necessarily in the playing golf. Like, yes, Tiger Woods' son plays golf, which is like him. But what is more, what really tells people that this is his son is his mannerisms, not the fact that he plays golf, because anybody can play golf. But it's the fact that he stands like him, he walks like him, he, 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 his side profile, like the way he, his mannerisms, the way he carries himself and the way he acts is like him. And so when they did the side by side, they were like, wow, like Tiger Woods' son is a spitting image of him, not because he plays golf, but because of his mannerisms. And what he was saying was like, in the same way, if we are sons and daughters of God, we should have the mannerisms of God. It's not so much in the preaching and the prophesying and the laying of hands. These are all important things because yes, they demonstrate the power of God, which is important. But like, again, anybody can do that. Like anybody can actually do that. Even the kingdom of darkness, they can prophesy divination. Even the kingdom of darkness, they can heal. They like, they could do not fully heal, but you know what I mean? Like, like anybody can do it, right? They're like, but what really shows the sonship of a person is like in the mannerisms. And we put so much emphasis on the playing of the golf, but not enough on the mannerisms when it's the mannerisms that make us more like God. And when, and, and all that to say, it's the character that makes us more like God. And the more that we walk in the character of Christ, the more that we will be seen as sons and daughters of God. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, um, spiritually right now, that's where my thought process is. That's, um, my, my goal, I would say for 2021 and beyond is to um, continue to strive to reflect the character of Christ. And obviously I, I, I will not be perfect. I will not be cr- exactly like Christ. That's not, it's not gonna happen. I'm a human being, but um, to do my part to live with intention, to reflect him in the ways that I can each and every day. And that looks like, um, being intentional, like really taking the time to reflect, first of all, and see how I handle situations. How could I have done this better? Did I do this wrong? Did I get, did I let my flesh get the best of me? And when I slip up being humble enough to be able to go and say, Hey, like I messed up here. Like we had this argument, like, which I do with my parent, my mom and my sisters. Like we had this argument here. I messed up here. This is what I said wrong. I was really upset. I'm sorry about that. Just those little, little intentional steps, like making sure that you're just living with intention. I think when it comes down to carrying the character of Christ, it it boils down to just living with intention and to really like taking the time to think about things and not just let them fly by. So that's where I'm at. Um, definitely not trying to push that on nobody, but, um, I would just like encourage all of us to strive to do so because we as Christians, we know we have this bad 
stereotype that Christians are not loving, Christians are judging, Christians are all these things. Why don't we change that? Like, why don't we... Yeah, like, why don't we change that? Like, why does that have to be the narrative? And if we know that is the narrative, why aren't we trying to, to, to create a new narrative? What is it that, why are we comfortable with the fact that we're known as loveless people when the whole gospel is based on love? We should not be. And so we should be striving to change that. And so that's how I'm doing my part in my life to do that. Um, and I encourage you to look in your own life and see how and where you can make little changes to be more Christ-like. So yeah, that's about it. Um, I will also say thinking like this and, and renewing my mindset like this has really helped me to like also measure others. Ooh, that part. Measure others. Um, in the correct way, because in the same way I used to measure myself, I used to measure a person's spiritual maturity or their like spiritualness by how much they could do. Oh, this person could, um, you know, this person is really spiritual mature because they prophesy, they hear the mind of God, or this person is this and this and this because they they are able to heal the sick, they operate in the healing gifts, or, you know, just whatever. Like, I used to measure people by what they could do, and now, as I've been renewing my mind, I'm seeing how I no longer do that. Like, I actually measure a person's spiritual maturity and their spiritual growth by who they are. Like, if last year you were mean, and this year you're still mean, <clears throat> like, you know, I'm just not impressed. And I, t- and I posted, I tweeted, and I posted about it the other day, that, like, I'm not impressed by those things anymore. Those things don't impress me, baby. Like, I don't care if you can read the Bible cover to cover. I don't care if you're on stage every week preaching. I don't care if you're a pastor, leader, influence. I don't care. Like, how is your character? Show me the fruit. I don't care about what you have to say if I don't see the fruit matching up with it. I don't think fruit is um, growing ministry or influence or recognition or followers. I think fruit is the fruit of the spirit. That's what the Bible tells us is fruit. And you know, the thing is, this is, this is what I realized. Like when it comes to talking the talk, you can fake that. You can talk the talk real well if you go to church, like period, like Even when I wasn't saved, just because I grew up as a church kid, I went to church every week with my parents, I knew how to talk the talk. I could pretty much fake Christianity, like, because you just know the scriptures, you hear the, you hear the verses, you know who does what, you know who Ruth is, you know who Boaz is, you know who Joseph is, you know who Daniel is, you, you, you pretty much know who does what and how they do it and what the main gist of their story is. So you can talk the talk, but walking the walk is something that you can't fake because the thing is, if you are abiding in the Lord, there's no way he is going to let you sit with a stank little attitude and like be comfortable. You are going to feel convicted. Like even when you do something wrong, if you're really, really, really with the Lord, like intimate with the Lord, 
it is you're gonna he's gonna convict you he's gonna come to you in your quiet time like okay so like what you said in that argument with your mother or that shade that you threw on in social media or that you like he's gonna come call you out and you're not gonna feel you're you're just not gonna feel lit (laughs) if you don't right the wrong and so that's why I'd be wondering if some of y'all are really like with the Lord, how y'all say y'all with the Lord, because how is it that you like with the Lord so big, big influencing, preaching and doing all these things and like you're petty or like you're rude or like you're like disrespectful or you talking about people behind them? Like how, 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 how does the two mix? Like you, so what is it? Like you come and you post a shady message on Instagram then you go lay on the floor and pray. Like, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know how that works. I don't, maybe I haven't reached that level yet, but I just, I don't know how that works. So when you're laying on the floor and praying and the presence is, is there, isn't the Lord like telling you like, fam, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't, someone has to explain that one to me. But um, all that to say, like, when you're truly with the Lord, the Lord is going to convict you. Like, there's no way that you can sit up there and be petty. There's no way that you can sit up there and be disrespectful, be rude, be all the things and be with the Lord and just be allowed to slide. That's no. <laughs> so somebody lying and it's not God. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> all that to say. May we live godly lives for real, like for real, real godly lives. And may our godliness not be perceived through what we say or do in church, but by who we are for real. And I pray that I pray that we are able to see with spiritual eyes and not be fooled, especially in 2021 when everybody seems to be saved. But like, are you though? <laughs> um, but as, yeah, let us not be fooled, especially in 2021 and to be really um, discerning and able to measure our spiritual maturity and growth, not simply by our works, or the works of the spirit, really, because <laughs> that's what the power gifts are, the works of the spirit. <laughs> you don't have the power to heal someone, but, you know, God is healing someone through you. So let us not be by the works of the spirit, but let's measure our spiritual growth by us actually grow. No, no, no. You know, I was going to end, but that's kind of mad, you know, like imagine measuring your spiritual growth by what God is doing through you. And this is the thing, like I've heard so many people say it like, oh, it's amazing to see how, how God is, how God is, is moving and, and, and you're growing so much and, and like, Imagine measuring your spiritual growth by what God is doing through you. So because you're laying hands and people are getting healed, you think that you're spiritually growing? No. Like God is moving through you. Your spiritual growth is measured by how you are growing by being one with the spirit. So let's see the growth. The growth is not in the ability to 
preach and prophesy. No, the growth is in you becoming more like Christ. So yeah, let's just take heed to that and be reminded. Anyways, we're going on 30 some minutes now. So we're going to have to end here until next time. Sassy and save baby. Hey, it's Teresa, and you have been listening to the Sassy and Saved podcast. You can keep up with us on Instagram at Sassy and Saved Pod. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And last but not least, if it blessed you, don't be greedy. Make sure you share with a friend. Until next time, Sassy and Saved, baby.